Turn your Bibles to Isaiah 9. If you're doing this electronically, I'm going to ask that we're going to read from a different translation today than what we normally do. But if you are on version or if you can just pull it up online, we're going to read from the Lexham English Bible. It's L-E-B. Lexham English Bible. If you would, thank you. We're going to read Isaiah 9. Can I get you to go to the next screen? Today and throughout the month of December, we, uh, we always look forward to focusing ourselves upon Jesus and his birth. Somebody say amen. amen. And this year, uh, as it were, the staff and pastoral staff, uh, they, uh, along with myself, we all gathered and sought the Lord and we began to believe that Jesus led us to light of salvation. Led us to what? Light of salvation. To light of salvation. And so what I want to do today is, is really just I want to work within the context of being the first one to share this first uh, insertion as we reveal or as we come and approach the light of salvation. And everybody said, Amen. All right, as a result of that, let us uh, take a look at Isaiah 9, verses 1 to 7. It says this. I don't even want to use the, the title, um, the subtitle. It says, New Light, the Birth of a King. It says, But there will be no gloom for those who were in distress. Thank you, sister. <laughs> In former times, he treated the land of Zebulun and Naphtali with contempt. But in the future, he will honor the way of the sea beyond the Jordan, Galilee of the nations. The people who walked in darkness have seen a great light. Light, get this, has shined on those who lived in a land of darkness. You have made the nation numerous. You have not made the joy great. Now, that's a really interesting translation. Um, it depends on, you know, what the meaning is, because some translators have put that you have made great joy. And this one has put have not made great joy. But it's all within the transliteration of it. It says they rejoice in your presence as with joy at the harvest as they rejoice when they divide plunder. For you have shattered the yoke of its burden and the stick of its shoulder, the rod of its oppressor on the day of Median. For every boot that marches and shakes the earth and garment rolled in blood will be for burning fire fuel. For a child has been born for us, a son has been given to us and the dominion will be on his shoulder and his name is called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace and his dominion will grow continually and to peace there will be no end. On the throne of David and over his kingdom to establish it and sustain it with justice and righteousness now and forever. The zeal of Yahweh of host will do this. And everybody said hallelujah. hallelujah. Glory to God. Would you please, you know. Study with me a little bit, and here's the part that I want us to take um, a few moments with, uh, and, and then we'll deal with bits and pieces of this particular passage. But let's, let's first talk about what we want to revolve or see the word or the message around. Go to the next screen, if you will. And the word is dawn. The word is dawn. dawn. Say that with me dawn. 
when we talk about this word dawn, I'm just going to preferably, I, I told you I'm going to go real slow here and take our time. But uh, when I talk about dawn, I want to make sure that we can collaborate or coincide and find a mutual meaning of what we're talking about. First of all, dawn, get all of these definitions. Dawn is the period in the day when light, when what? Light from the sun begins to appear in the sky morning. Everybody with me? Dawn, you say, Pastor, this is really simple. Stay with me. Dawn is the time of morning when the sun is six degrees below the horizon. Respectively, dusk occurs when the sun is six degrees below the horizon in the evening. Sunrise is the time when the first part of the sun becomes visible. Becomes what? in the morning at a given location. Dawn. This is the spiritual meaning. Dawn suggests the notions of illumination and hope. The illumination and what? Hope. I'll come back to that. The beginning of a new day. <laughs> Dawn represents the beginning of a new day and thus a chance for happiness and improvement. So when something dawns, it's an opportunity for improvement. Sunrise is the symbol of birth and rebirth or awakening. It means the coming of light or the resurrection. When we talk about dawn, it means hope. Say hope. hope. I don't know about you, but our family and I know yours as well, certainly people like the bowls and things like that, and probably your home too, we ran out of the devotionals of Advent, and we pray it's because people have really, uh, just really been enjoying the reading of them and gathering your family around it and reading them out loud and reading the scriptures and going and growing in the names of God. And as you're growing in the names of God and we're understanding a little bit more about Advent, not just from a, 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 a non-useful tradition, but something that is deeply has meaning to it. And in parts of its breakdown in this devotion and in what we're walking through for Advent is that this means hope. This means what? When we talk about hope, hope is such a necessity. How many understand the Bible says without hope we really don't have, we can't actively live in our faith. For faith is the substance of things what? You've got to have a hope in order to apply your faith. Are you with me? So I want us to think about when we talk about dawn, dawn provides you with what? So therefore, when dawn provides you with hope, mm, you see, the word means the approach of the morning light or the breaking of the day. There are several words in the Bible that indicate this, like twilight and other places in scriptures like Psalms. And, you know, I just want to deal with it in this kind of way. This Hebrew word, shazar, is identified primarily as a noun that's translated as dawn, and get this, it deals deeply with this concept of, watch this, unity and this message of restoration. The process of restoration, the process of honor, and the process of identity. So when we talk about dawn, we talk about restoration, we talk about identity, we talk about honor, and when we talk about dawn, it ought to be something that's coming that's new. I can hear your mind thinking over these things. So when we look at like verse 1 in Isaiah, we're not going to deal deeply with that, but we do want to deal with, and taking notes, the concept of advent and hope. Advent related to what? Hope. So therefore in verse 1 it says no gloom, distress, and we don't have to have that anymore. I'm going to stay right here until I can get you to think about what I'm attempting to share. Let's, let's, let's do it this way. I know I'm going, ah, I got to go faster, but 
for, for the purpose of the message and just what you hear today and what you give your ears to, I just want to share this, this kind of a, I think it's a kind of a prayerfully a revelatory uh, metaphor or something that you can think about to make this practical. And that is, I'm not wanting to today to try and cause some of us to think that the glass is half full. Is everybody with me? How many know because as it goes, some of us, we say the, half, the glass is half what? And some of us say the glass is half? And there's lots of dialogue over the contrast of that. Everybody with me? Well, today, I don't want to convince you that the glass is half full. Neither do I want to convince you that the glass is half empty. It's getting quiet up in here, Sister Carl. Can I tell you what else I don't want to do? Because I know in the room, some of us or online might think this, right? I don't want you to think that the glass is dirty. <laughs> right? Can we get serious about this, right? Because you look at a situation, how many understand we, we got these judgments about it? Right? <laughs> Here's my desire, and I want to invite you into it. This is just maybe just giving you an insight of my heart and my soul and, and perhaps where am I coming from because people always wonder, where are you coming from? Here's where I'm coming from. To me, I look at it and I see a glass with water. Did you get that? Pastor Lawrence, it's a glass with what? Water. And if you are thirsty, it's okay to drink. See the difference, Alicia? You see, while we're sitting up here wondering if it's full or empty, <laughs> perhaps what we should think about is if you are thirsty, if you are what? Thirsty. The glass has water for you to, to what? Drink. Today, I want us to think about this in terminologies of dawn. Terminologies of what? Dawn. Good. I want to talk about this because here's a little story. I, um, when I was a child, I, I, I give lots of real stories, and I don't mind if you judge me and think less of me. It's okay, amen. When I was little, in my home, or, you know, our home at home at my mom's and dad's, we had this center place in our room where it was either a room divider or it was like a sofa table or something like that. And we had what was called, it's not an aquarium, but a terrarium. Everybody with me? Right? And so a terrarium is, you know, terrain or land. It has plants in it. It had like sand in it and it was layered in the bottom of it. Come on, Anna, you see that? How I many know it was nice and pretty, pretty glass? And I think somebody special gave it to us and it was in the front room. Are you with me? I want to remind you that I'm an only child, amen? <laughs> and uh, <laughs> some only children have to, you know, occupy yourselves. Are you with me? <laughs> Y'all understand what I'm saying, right? And so, Brother Brandy, you might have done, you might not have done this, but, but, you know, I would, my mom would go to work and stepfather go to work, and uh, you might see me playing ball in the house. Are you with me? And uh, I was playing ball in the house, and I don't know, I don't know if it was a, f I don't know if it was a football, I don't know what it was, but I was doing something, and all I know is that, bam, shattered, sand everywhere, plants over here, sand on the ground. Are you with me? Whoa. The only ones new is God, me, and the dog. Are you with me? And so. Such as it is, I got every granulate up, granule up, and glasses and everything, and I don't know what if I put it in a box or whatever, and I took it in the basement and put it in some corner or somewhere, you know, different or whatever, and it was broken and everything, but, but I just put it away. Are you with me? And for whatever reason, of course, it was during the active years of our lives or whatever, but during that particular time, nobody noticed. I broke something and I went and hit it. Are you with me? 
And not only did I take something that was broken and I hid it, but also no one knew about it. No one said anything about it. How I many know I didn't say anything about it? Ooh, mama. <laughs> and as a result, I just want you to think that I kind of thought I got away with that. I, I, I kind of, but how many know I knew I did it? Everybody with me? You see, another thing I want us to think about in this is there are things in our lives that, like my teeth, I thought it was so removed that I could do anything about it. It was so far-fetched. You, you know, have you ever had anything in your life that is just so, you feel like it's in darkness or, you know what, you've got a secret fault about something or you're embarrassed about something or, or something that's bound in your life and some of us deal with fear, you know. We can think about somebody else's issue, but sometimes we've got issues. Are you with me? How many know that it didn't matter how many years ago it was? Like, for instance, there are things that, you know, we have in our lives that could be hidden for years. It could have happened to you as a child, and it could be done, and, and you're now years advanced, and, and you've been living, and nobody's ever noticed, but how many understand it still went on? You see, I, I want you to think that in certain circumstances, we can sit in a darkness or we can we can deal with things that are unknown or or we can just say you know what this is the way it is and how many I want to name some things like some of us are stuck at jobs and we think I just have to stay here how many know we come late and we leave early <laughs> how many understand that some of us think that oh my gosh and now my parents have paid all this money for this particular education and I don't really want to be in this but I got to keep going through with it because I can't waste their money or I can't waste my loan money and and you feel miserable because you're continuing in something that you really don't want or you're really not vested in how about something that we are saved we praise God we sing well we scriptures we give devotionals and Bible things but something in our marriage is so empty and depleting that we just are afraid to tell them we can't admit it to ourselves we can't tell our girlfriend we can't tell our family member I understand we even got some family members or Members that have been married into the family that we don't even think they care about us or that really they, we don't seem like we get along with them or uh, y'all making faces at me, amen? <laughs> or maybe you're trying to keep your face straight, I don't know. All I'm trying to say is that there are things that seem so distant, so far removed that there's not even a, you don't even think about trying to, that something good can happen out of it because it's just the way it is. You know, it's a phrase that many use today that I do not use. It is what it is. No, it's not. You must do that too, Brother Coven. How you know there's a phrase and we sit around in groups of threes and twos or at work? It is what it is. Right? I dare you to say that around me. How right? I many know it's not it is what it is? Can I tell you why it's not is what it is? Because of dawn. Because of what? Dawn. Turn to your neighbor. It is because, it is because of, dawn. of dawn. What about this? Here's another one. Have you been in a doctor's office and they give you a prescription and they tell you you're going to be on this prescription the rest of your life? And because they're doctors, we think we're supposed to take that. I am. And we start talking about distracted things. How much is that going to cost? No, skip the how much it's going to cost. No, I'm not. <laughs> now, listen, this is not a condemnation if you're on medication. This is just dawn. This is just what? Dawn. <laughs> All I'm trying to get you to understand that though we sometimes are in darkness, we can't even imagine that dawn changes everything. Dawn changes what? Everything. Amen. Have I got your attention yet? Mm 
So now that we have your attention, I want this, I wish that the message could be this, and here's the last little thought, is <laughs> maybe because I'm in an intense moment, or maybe because things are so serious, or maybe there's a lot going on, or maybe just because I don't want, I don't believe in going through the motions, you know, I'm not just going to pick up a nice little scripture and Okay, his name shall be called Emmanuel. God is with us. Bless Jesus. Let us pray. I, I can't do that. Dr. Johnson, I can't. Everybody with me? We have to be a part of something that is transformative. We've got to be a point of where lives are being made a difference. Everybody with me? I, I, I don't, I'm not here for religious going through it and make me feel good because we did it. I am looking for the resurrected God to step in my situation and change everything. Yes. Why well, believe in a God who can only change some things? Oh. Hallelujah. Amen. Glory to Jesus. So therefore, this is almost what I want you to think about, and then we'll hit it hard. Listen, this is worth your writing. It's going to sound, because I'm trying to make it practical. I'm trying to make it what? Get this. I want a better life. <laughs> Michael, that one caught you. Listen, I want a better what? Life. Something that's scriptural or more spiritually and or biblically found and trusted is this. I want a better life is for make it practical. It's I want a whole life. Amen. I want a whole. Say whole. I want a whole life. There it is. It's starting to reach some people. I'm wanting a whole life. I'm wanting where every area in my life feels like joy. And the things that might be a challenge, I'm like, bring it on. I'm about to leap over that thing. Are y'all with me? Because our God, let, let me let's do it this. The Lord is my light and salvation. Whom shall I fear? Whom shall I be afraid? I will wait for you. Is everybody with me? Do you believe that the Lord is your what? And your salvation. Let me try to get you to understand. For today, just for today. Don't want to hurt anybody's theology. But can we call Mason salvation is a better life. Salvation is a better life. Salvation is a better what? Life. I want to make this as plain to even the simplest person. To the most simplest of who is Jesus and why did he come? Because the question is, what is the purpose of Christmas? That's the question we're answering. Why do we celebrate Christmas? Say that with me. Why do we celebrate Christmas? Some very deep theologian says this. There's no biblical presence, precedence for us to celebrate Christmas. Anybody ever heard that? Amen. There's no biblical precedence for it. Okay, we grant it. But guess what? For something that was prophesied in Genesis chapter 3 until now, certainly see, I mean, the strand and the string of the blood of a thread, of a red thread, goes all throughout the Old Testament mm -hmm. until Jesus is birthed into the earth. I think it's something that we should at least build a festival around because when there was darkness, God had a plan. And his plan for humanity was that there was going to be a dawn. There was going to be a what? Dawn. 400 and some odd years, no revelatory word had come into the earth between what we would consider Malachi and Matthew. And so God was setting up the stage and all of this silence and all of this darkness and all of the shadows of death and all of the mystery and the exiles and captivities of his people. And then all of a sudden, dawn. Is anybody with me? 
Say, all of a sudden. Dawn. Josh, I hope you're picking something in your life that you need Jesus to dawn. Is everybody with me? Today, can we consider salvation? We can go into the Greek. You know we want to write it down. Is the Greek word soteria? That's where we get the word salvation. It's the most general terminology for salvation. For the word what? And it means, in its essence, to have a whole life. To have a what? Can I get you to think about what area do you need Jesus to come and he can dawn on you so you can have a whole life? So you can have a whole what? How many know y'all scared to go to Whole Foods anyway? (laughs) Amen. (laughs) If you can't go to Whole Foods, you might as well have a whole life. Amen. (laughs) Praise God. So (laughs) with that being said, here. I want to give some notes about this passage of scripture, and I want to add some other verses to it so you can see it. Is that all right? Look at verse 2. For the people who walked in darkness have seen a great light. Light has shined, lived in a land of darkness. I'm going to go fast. Stay with me. I want you to think about this. It says that there were people who walked in this translation, walked in darkness. And I want to play with these words a little bit. You see, in like New King James, King James, words like that, in tr- translations like that, when you talk about walk, it's talking about living, or a walk is also your life. So when it says the people walked in darkness, we can say that they lived in darkness. They what? They lived in darkness, right? And we're not talking about your whole life, and we want to encourage you. No, you're not lost. No, you accepted Jesus. We get that, but we're talking about areas where there might be shadows. Are you with me? So therefore, when we say this, it says, where the people walked or lived in darkness, a light. Say light. light. And light is going to be what we consider and what we see as dawn. Say dawn. dawn. And then it says, and then that light has shined. Say shined. This whole entire year, we were out to help you what? To help you what? Therefore, we are definitely meaning to bring all of these words in the close of the year together to look at it through the answer of the light of salvation. If salvation is a better life, if salvation, mm, mm, listen, when I came to Jesus, this is important. When I came to Jesus, I did not come into Jesus because I was going to pastor. I want you to hear this, and I got to go fast. Listen, when I came to Jesus, I mean wholehearted tears. Doesn't mean you have to do that, but I was tears. I was, it's because of this. It's because I was broken. When I came to Jesus, I was empty. I was what? I was trying to get this. I was trying to stop the hurt. I was trying to stop the emptiness. I was trying to stop the embarrassment of how I was living. This is what I was doing. I was lying, I was denying, and I was defying. And if any of us find ourselves there in our lives, like, I'll let Jesus be this in all of my life, but I'm going to hold on to this. That is what I'm challenging today because in that area, Jesus wants to dawn. Whatever area you think you got it on your own and the rest you need Jesus to do, but you want to keep this one because you're going to keep trying it your way. I want to invite you to this thought that Jesus Christ wants to dawn in every area of your life. This is where this is going. And dawning is just the beginning. Somebody gave me a face that was helpful. Amen. (laughs) Look, you have made the nations numerous, verse 3. And then it says, you have not made the joy. Write this next word down. Say joy. Joy. I want you to put a pin in it, but I want you to see it three times. Joy great. Then it says rejoice. Then it says what? It says what? Say rejoice. In your presence as with joy, as with what? Three times, joy at the harvest as they rejoice. Four times, four times you see the word joy and rejoice. I want you to write this down as I love this. You may have heard this before. Say rejoice. Rejoice Rejoice is a decision, not something that happens. Mm -hmm. Amen. This is what I mean. In other words, some of us think 
oh, I like the way Kobe played that song. Yeah, rejoice. Right? Because something happened and it made me joyful. No, no, rejoicing is I will rejoice. And again, I say unto you, rejoice. Because I've got to, get this, write it down. Rejoice is a rechoice. Rejoice is a rechoice because every time God gives you an opportunity, no matter what you're in, you have an opportunity to either go this way or that way. And I myself, I and my whole household, we will rejoice. We will what? Rejoice. Because rejoice is a rechoice. How many know we can be upset and complaining about everything? We can find fault with anything. But I am asking of us. Easiest as it is to find a fault with it is easiest to find your faith in it. As easy as it's fine to say it's not right, as much as you say God can make it right. You see, in other words, we're not going to have to go down that road, especially when the scripture says rejoice, because to rejoice is to re is to rejoice. Then it says, watch this, to verse four and five, this relates to war and battle. Just write it down. And it's like battle and a war. It, you know, talks about blood being fueled for fire. Talking about marching over the whole land and the land will be shaken. This is about war. This is about what? War. And how many know one of the greatest wars we have is war with ourselves? How many know one of the greatest wars we have is a war with? Ourselves. And if it's not this one, this one may hurt a little bit or sting. And if we don't have war with ourselves, sometimes we do, not only do we have war with ourselves, but we definitely have wars with those that's closest around us. That's right. Woo. Selah. Amen. How many understand that it's, it's you and your professor, it's, it's you and your friend group, it's you and your roommate, it's, it's somebody that's in your sphere because everybody else, you know, you can just blow that off. Amen. But it's the people that's right with you. You're like, no, I, no, I know you didn't. Are y'all with me? And then you know what line we use with that one? And you know me. <laughs> Come on, Pastor Jeremy, you keep holding her hand. That's good. I'm going to learn that now. Amen. <laughs> Praise God. That brother is such a strong man of God. He got to that point, he just squeezed a little bit. Amen. <laughs> That's good. <laughs> Listen. So therefore, here's, the, here's like a, a contrast. Here's the contrast. The scripture in verse 4 and 5 is talking about war and battle. Everybody with me? So here is like this cool thing that happens. Say you need an answer. God is so interesting. The answer to this war and conflict, a baby is going to be born. <laughs> this, is, this is the answer to all I'm dealing with. Watch this. This is the answer to my darkness. Ooh, man, I could treat right now. Listen, but the answer to this thing that I hold and hide and, and I don't want anybody to know about it or I can't get rid of it. I've been dealing with it for 12 years. This thing that I can't stop, I keep trying to stop, but I can't stop. And, and it seems like it has me, but I have it. And, and whatever is going on, the answer to my issue is a baby is born. Do you see how we can misestimate God? I got to speed up. Here's what I want you to hear. Guess what God's answer is? Not the full blown out answer, but dawn. But what? God's answer is dawn. You see, how many understand you can't tackle this big thing? So he brings the answer, and the answer is dawn. The answer is to bring in dawn. It was dark. And then he just brought in dawn. Mm, I think some of y'all are starting to think about it. I think I can go faster now. Look, a son has been given to us. And this is why we want to use this translation, because all other ones say government. I love this one. It says, and get this, and, they, and he will have dominion will be on his shoulder. Say dominion. Dominion, dominion only belongs to a king. So here's why I want this to be going, is that this king has a kingdom, and therefore the king has to be born. And because the king has to be born, he is a king, and a king has a kingdom. Yes. 
and his kingdom, in his kingdom, he has full and complete dominion. So therefore, we are here because we need the dawning of a king to be born. So when the king is born, he will establish his kingdom and his kingdom has a dominion that will be able to take rule over every area of my life. Not fragmented, not parts, not I'm good with this, but bad with that. Because of his dominion, he will have dominion over every aspect of my life. So I don't have to live divided. I don't have to live embarrassed. I don't have to live empty. I don't have to live in sin. I don't have to go backwards when I want to be going forward. I don't have to be bound and shackled. I don't have to be caught up in anything. I don't need to even carry a madness or an upsetness with somebody because I can completely forgive them because his dominion is running and ruling in my life. Somebody give the Lord a praise offering. Say dominion. And his dominion shall be on his shoulder. Watch this. And his name. Here's how he's supposed to have dominion. His name, which we're studying the names of God. Y'all see that? Four of them we want to make sure we catch today. Get this, and I want to make them practical. Wonderful counselor. A wonderful what? I dare for you, before you go to Google, <laughs> that you go to God. <laughs> go to kingdom. Go, go, go to the born one, and he can be a wonderful counselor. I'm not knocking counseling. We believe in counseling. We believe in investing in counseling. What I'm saying is he was born so he would be your wonderful counselor. Get this. He was born so he would be a mighty God. You got to catch the next one. He was born so he could be an everlasting what? Father. An everlasting what? I think this is so interesting that Jesus, though we know that he points everything to our father, but then in this translation, the son, the king of the kingdom, he's going to be an everlasting what? Father mean he's the one that he's the one that patriotically, not like as in male, but he's the one that everything comes from. Jesus is going to bring everything we need, everything that's from the father. Jesus is going to be the deliverer of it. Somebody say amen. And the very last one is what? He is going to be called the prince of what? Peace. Can I get you to put a pin in it? He's going to be called the prince of what? Peace. So therefore, he's going to be the prince of peace. Those four things, I hope you write them down. I hope you can memorize them. I've started praying them, especially with the Advent uh, devotional. Wonderful counselor, mighty God, everlasting father, prince of peace. Say it with me. Wonderful counselor, mighty God, everlasting father, prince of peace. Verse seven, his dominion will grow continually. That's what I want you to see. His dominion will grow continually. In other words, the reason we're calling it dawn is because it's going to grow. And it says, and the peace, there will be no end. So not only will there be a peace being given to us but that peace will have no end nobody can come take it nobody can come steal it nobody can take it away you know what the thing that Jesus saves is not going to come back and make it unsaved somebody say amen on the throne of David over his kingdom over his what he shall establish it say establish it Establish it is the word aman, A-M-A-N. Write the note down, aman, A-M-A-N. Like in Genesis chapter 15, verse 6, it's where we get the word amen all throughout the Bible. Aman starts in Genesis chapter 15, verse 6. And that word, get this, means to be established. And how will it be established is because we have faith. The word aman means faith, so be it, or it means believing faith. Therefore, believing faith is what establishes the dominion in your life. And therefore, you want to have faith to establish establish that he has dominion in your life and nobody's gonna take my peace you not no devil not today you're not coming in here and robbing me of my joy you're not gonna take my peace you're not gonna take my friendships you're not gonna take my children you're not gonna take my house you're not gonna come and take my car matter of fact not only you're not gonna take my car you're not gonna put a booty on it either I'm telling you I want Jesus to have full and complete dominion and of his dominion there will be an increase and there will be no end. Hallelujah. Wow. Say dawn. Look at this. His dominion shall grow. And then it looks at this. It says to establish it and sustain it with justice. With what? Uh-oh. Won't you write? Won't you put a pin in it? And righteousness. And what? In the first part it said joy. 
In the middle part, it said peace. And on the last part, it says righteousness. Can I tell you what that is? That's the kingdom of God. The Bible says in, in the book of Acts that the kingdom of God is righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Ghost. Therefore, when the baby is born, he's the king of the kingdom, and he has dominion, and his kingdom is righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Ghost. That's why we want the baby to dawn on us with bread new light is because we need his peace. We want his righteousness. Not my righteousness, but his righteousness. I want his joy. I don't need to wait on a comedian and curse and tell and talk about negative people. I need the joy that makes me laugh and nobody told a joke. I need the peace of happening when nothing has stopped the conflict and I still got peace. I need to know even though I might trip and stumble, he still calls me his righteousness. I need the kingdom and the baby Jesus dawned as the king that would bring the kingdom. Yes. Can I make it practical? This king dawned on me that I don't have to be embarrassed about my space anymore. And that changed my life. I'm asking you. I'm going to finish. Say now and forever. forever. Here, I got to give you this part. Now and forever. Here's what this means. Dawn is established. Now is current. Forevermore is future. His kingdom is for the past of whatever it started. When you accepted Jesus, when you let that dawn start, your dawn might start today, not just accepting Jesus, but in that area that you might be dealing with that might have shadows or darkness or upsetness or depression or you just get stressed out about it or you have fear about it and you start shaking every time you approach it and every time somebody say, hey, call her and just make up with her and you still don't do it. Listen, all those type of things, I'm asking you to think about, Lord, I need you to dawn in that. Lord, I need you to what? And that would be the day that that begins, but it starts out with just a little light. Mm -hmm. And then you can start living in it. Because though I was taking pictures, you know, and, you know, my son wants to take a picture with this and somebody wants to take a picture with that. Guess how I was taking pictures every time? Because you know what? When the day it began, it dawned on me. But now I'm living in it. And not only am I going to live in it, when I get to be 70 and 80, because there's going to be a future dynamic to it. If you let something dawn on you today, you can live in it for the rest of your life. If you decide today, you know what, fear, you've been stopping me all along, you out the way. I now no longer live in fear. How many understand perfect love cast out all fear? I need Jesus Christ to be the dominion in every aspect. Don't let this just be another Christmas and put up a tree and put up some lights. Let the name of Jesus dawn on you that it's all powerful. My God, this particular Christmas does not just have to be with carols. It could be the year of miracles. My God. Thank you, Jesus. And then it says this, you all. The zeal. Say zeal. The zeal of the Lord. The zeal of the what? The zeal. I can't go into it, but right now I got to go fast. Say zeal. Turn your neighbor and say zeal. <clears throat> Got to take time. Zeal. Listen. Zeal is this. You know, we've got to have passion. We've got to have what? Passion. Write this phrase down. Passionate love or loving passion. Just put those two words together. You see, we've got to have a love, a passionate love. A passionate what? We can't just will this thing. Nothing, no harm on your name, man. Listen, you can't just, you got to have passionate love. You see, some people get the words in the scriptures and you think, well, if I put A and B and C, then it's supposed to happen. Mm -mm. No, it's got to have passionate love. 
Passionate love, not for the thing you're trying to get, but for the one who gets it for you. You've got to have passionate love. The zeal of the Lord will perform it. The passionate love of the Lord will perform it. Are y'all with me? Wait a minute. But in Romans chapter 10, verse 2, see, I got you, Lord. Listen, in, in Romans 10, 2, it says this. And my people, they, they go about trying to establish this righteousness with zeal, but not according to knowledge. Mm. You, see, you see, see, some of us, we got the hallelujah, and we're trying to live out this Christian thing, but it's not according to knowledge. Mm. You see, that's why some people in our body, they're getting a little upset, like with Pastor Twain, because, you know, he got all this hyper energy and everything, but you're not really teaching anything. I get that. <laughs> what I'm trying to do is keep some people awake <laughs> so we can get them a little knowledge. Because we both have to have passionate love with some knowledge. Amen. Passionate love with some knowledge. Because it's the passion of the love that with some knowledge comes together, guess what? And will bring this thing to pass. You see, it's that that causes the power of God to work. It's that that causes those things to come to pass that didn't before. Somebody say amen. amen. 28 years ago today. Please hear me. 28 years ago today. <laughs> they announced that Taran and Anna would become pastors of BCC. Amen. Stay there. Watch out. On my birthday, December 4th, 28 years ago, in the memorial reunion, in the pioneer room. Now, I want to teach something, especially to every generation, but I want you to hear this. Very important. It's got like a lace message in here. On that day, they announced us as pastors. And it was beautiful. And everybody receptive. It was really good. The next day, Monday morning, I had a temperature of 104. <laughs> Remember that? I had a temperature of 104. I want you to understand, I'm not bragging, I'm trying to talk about the faith and the favor of God. Because I want you to understand how we want to live in light. Listen, I have worked at, I worked at FedEx for 27 years. I missed two days. Two days. Everybody with me? Come on, not condemnation, just saying, true, two days. Both days, I had 104 temperature. One of those days, I went straight into surgery appendicitis or uh, something. I don't know what it's called. He took something out of me. Amen. <laughs> Think about this. This is really important. It's an important message. I had never missed a day of work. You announce something that's good about God and going to go for God and the next day 104 temperature. I want to get something fixated in all of us. Have you ever been one of those kinds of situations where Every time you want to do something good, something bad attacks. Is anybody in this room? Listen, they're going to be pastors next day. Can't even go to work. To me, that let me know something that has been very serious in my life is that this is not in the natural. This life is not in the natural. This is a spiritual life that's lived out and played in the natural. This is just the stage. It's what we're living like in the spirit realm. You hear me? Enemies was like this. Pastor, the little bit old boy. All right, let's see what we do with that. <laughs> right? You know what? Thanks be to God, 28 years later, we're still overcoming the devil and kicking that devil in the bottom in Jesus' name. Are you with me? Because we've got to be able to look in your life and see where every time you try to do something good, you always think it's God doing something. God's not doing anything. He's just, those things come against when you try to do good. It's because the devil wants to do something to discourage you. To get you to believe, nah, that's not going to work. God's not real. You know what? That's no dominion. Ah, you know that old hyper pastor you got there. You're not working that out. No, we've got to have loving passion with biblical knowledge and bring them together in order to let this dawn, to let this what? Dawn. 
All right, here's how we're going to finish today. Get this. Turn with me to Luke. You're going to love this. Do it in the Passion Translation. I'm not going to add anything to it. We were supposed to bring you to that point. Go to Luke chapter 1, but do it in the Passion Translation. We promise we're just going to finish. We don't even preach too much the rest of the year. If you guess, please come back. I'm sorry. Pastor Jeremy is preaching next week. He's a really good pastor. Amen. Luke chapter 2, I'm sorry, chapter 1, sorry, Passion Translation, and we're going to read just a few verses, but you're going to love this. This is where this message goes. Look, so here's what we want to make sure. So in Isaiah 9, here's this prophecy of a baby being born. Of a baby being what? Born. And everybody knows this is now being defined as dawn, right? This baby being born is now defined as what? Dawn. Because he's starting off as a baby. Everybody with me? Look what it says in the Passion Translation in chapter 1, and we're going to read starting at verse 76. Now, this is John the Baptist. I'm sorry, this is Zechariah, and he's going to prophesy over his son, which is John the Baptist. Starting in verse 76, the Passion Translation. And to you I prophesy, my little son, you will be known as the prophet of the Most High. You will be a forerunner going before the face of the Lord. Going before the what? Face of the Lord. Don't forget Psalms 27, verse 8, of Yahweh to prepare hearts to embrace his ways. To embrace his what? Okay, okay, okay. Verse 77, you will preach to his people the revelation of what? What is the series about? The light of? Therefore, you have to have a revelation. The cancellation of our sins to bring us back to? Look at verse 78. The splendor light. The splendor what? Of heaven's glorious what? Sunrise. What? The splendor light of heaven's glorious sunrise is about to break upon us in a holy visitation. All because the merciful heart of God, of our God, is so very tender. Look, the mercy of our God is because he is so tender. God is so what? The word from heaven. What? The word from heaven will come to us with dazzling light to shine. With dazzling light to what? God wants you to shine upon those who live in darkness. He's going to dawn something on you. Death's dark shadow. And he will illuminate the path that leads to the way of peace. Is anybody going to shout with me? Now look what he says in verse 80 about John. I want you to, I I was going to wait till afterwards, but just read it. Look, this is I want to say about us. Afterward, their son grew up and was strengthened by the Holy Spirit, and he grew in his love for God. And he grew, Matthew, in his love for what? He grew in his love for who? Go over to verse chapter 2. Just flip one over to chapter 2, and we're going to read verses 28 to 32. Coming to a close. 28 to 32. Simeon, okay, so they bring Jesus, you all know this, to the temple, but I want you to see it in the Passion Translation. So they bring Jesus to the temple. Simeon, verse 28, Simeon cradled the baby in his arms and praised God and prophesied, Lord and Master, I am your loving servant, and now I can die content, for you have fulfilled your promise to me that with my own eyes I have seen your word. The Savior you sent into the world. Going to be light. The splendor giving light. He will be glory for you, for your people Israel. Get this. And the revelation light. And the revelation what? For all people everywhere. Is anybody going to shout with me? Does everybody see that? Somebody say amen. Amen. Praise God. Listen, you don't have to turn there. But I want you, I want to close on this verse. And you don't have to go there, but I just want to read it in verse 18, um, Proverbs 4, 18. We'll stand to our feet if um, if you come to the keyboard, uh, brother. Verse 18. I'm just going to read it from a uh, traditional translation. Verse 18. New King James says this. But the path of the just is like the shining sun that shines ever brighter unto the perfect day. Listen, if you have whatever translation, could you read verse 18 with me? Ready, said, read. But the path of the just is like the shining sun. Like the shining what? Sun. It's like the shining what? Sun. That shines ever brighter until the what? 
perfect day. <laughs> Listen. <laughs> the reason this, this looks like this, <laughs> the reason this, I picked this particular one is because it did, this did not become more real to me <laughs> than when I used to work at FedEx and I used to go to the airport and I had special code to go out on the tarmac and to be out there with the planes and we used to have to wait on our plane. And we'd get out there and it's just pitch dark. I mean, it's as dark as can be. And, and you see, when it was so dark out there, you know, it's, it's just, and you know, it could be cold. It was a lot of times cold. And, you know, you don't get out and hang out with other people. You know, you, you just stay in your van. And so many days, I would be there out there in the dark, and we don't know when the plane is coming, and I would look off to the east. And I would begin to see how it went from darkness to light. I like saw it with my own eyes. I mean, I saw the sun take that six degrees below the horizon. And then I would see it go up because the plane still hadn't come yet. And then they get a report. The plane's not going to be here till nine. And then I would see the sun come up further. And now it's shining brightly. And then they say, you know what? The sun, the plane got stuck. And, you know, it hasn't. And they had to do a mechanical part. So you just got to stay here. The sun, the, the plane's not going to come. And so then we would be there till 11 o'clock. And on real days and like Christmas season and planes are packed, we would be there till well after 12 and the sun was at the highest point of what we could see. But I saw the whole entire moving of the sun from darkness and to the highest. You see, all of the translation says to the fullness of day. And if you ever started in darkness, have you ever started where you were afraid? Have you ever started where you were in sin? Have you ever started, if you don't know, if this would ever change? You, have you ever started when the doctor comes in and says, you are going to die of this age? Have you ever come in when your parents says they're getting a divorce? Have you ever come in till your child is not acting like the Christian way you raised them? Have you ever been in a situation where it started in darkness and you don't know, will this ever change? You see, I was watching, and I saw the sun, and I said, oh, my God. Ever since the world began, he made the sun come up. Ever since, it always circulates to the highest point, and light is all over us. Somebody say amen. Can I tell you a couple of revelations about this before you stand to your feet? Look, one of the issues is this. You see, some days I would park my truck this way because I was trying to sleep. You know what God told me? You see, some days you didn't see the beauty of the dawn because you wasn't facing it. God wants us to turn our posture, turn our position. Remember Psalms 27, verse 7, verse 8? When you said, seek my face, my heart said, your face will I see. That thing that was dark, that thing that was when you had turned around, it wasn't that there wasn't a dawn. There wasn't that there wasn't a hope. You see, Advent means hope. That wasn't mean that you didn't have any hope for this to be different. That doesn't mean that this wasn't ever going to change. It doesn't mean that you was going to stu stay stuck. It meant that God is saying, my son, my child was born into the world to let you know though you sit, walk, and talk in darkness, there has come now a great light. My son, Jesus, has been birthed into the earth. He came in flesh and blood, and he is 
a king and he has a kingdom of righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Ghost. And of his kingdom, there will be no end. And we will have peace and it forevermore. Dawn, it is just the beginning. But now we live in it and we will be with him forevermore. Turn! This will change. I want to see the dawn this Christmas. This season will not just be another gift buying. It will not just be a shopping. It will not just be another tree, another ornament. It will not just be something that we invite people over. I need the dawn. Watching that darkness turn into light. I got good news. I got what? Today, this morning, I was driving. I was driving all through the darkness. And then it dawned on me. It dawned on me. It what? Do you know what the word dawning means? Is that when you realize something that you did not know before. Because it dawned on you. Because it what? You see, I realized, wait a minute. Though I'm driving west, though the sun was coming up in the east, the light was so bright that it still caused me to see. If you're facing whichever direction today, the dawn is so bright. Jesus, the sun is so bright that he wants to illuminate you in wherever there's darkness, whenever there's shadows, every eye closed. Can I get a couple of prayer warriors, ministers, prayer, and altar call team to come to the middle, please? Every eye closed except them. Those that are online, would you please put this in your chat? I pray that someone is on there with you to pray with you. You can also call our number or text us or email us. If you're in this room, if you're watching online, if you're in this season or if you watch this in February, I want everyone in here and I want every person, every family member, all of our hearts to be open to this right now. Number one, You might have things that are broken in your life. And here's what I want you to get. I had something broken and I hid it. You may have something in your life right now that's broken and you hid it. You hid it. And do you understand all I needed to do? This is a true story that I can remember. Is that when my mother found out, she wasn't even angry. All I'm saying is that you know what? Jesus wants you to hear this word. And that's this one word. Before you try to face your problem, before you try to face your past, before you try to face the difficulty in your life, please face Jesus. Please face Jesus. Would you just face Jesus today? So therefore, if you've got something broken, you're going to answer by coming to receive prayer. If you're in here today and you know you feel like it's darkness or shadows of darkness or I just want to have a dawn in my life. I, right now, number three, I want to make a commitment to Christ. I am going to live in the light. Father, would you draw? Because the light of salvation is that I just want a better life. If that's you today, I just want a whole life. I can't live like this anymore. I need the light of salvation. If that's you today, I don't care if you've done it two times, one time, five times, I need this in my area of my life right now. Can I get you to just elevate your hand right now in Jesus' name? I want the light of salvation if you're in this room. Thank you so much, men of God. Thank you, woman of God. Thank you, woman of God. Father, in the name of Jesus, draw those men and women unto you. Could I get you to step out of your aisle and just come to the 
prayer warriors right now, if you're with your hand up, would you please just come over and receive prayer right now in Jesus' name? Can I get you, Will? And Krista, just go over there with them in Jesus' name. Thank you so much. We're going to dismiss. Father, we thank you for your word. We thank you for your truth. We thank you for those that are online that are responding to your light of salvation. We thank you that you dawned because that's just the beginning. It's because it's something I didn't realize before. But when I receive your light, that light changes everything. And we thank you for the transformative work and the power of your Holy Spirit. We right now receive a newborn king. In Jesus' name, we give you honor, we give you glory. To yours is the kingdom, the honor, and the dominion, the dominion, the dominion, now and forevermore. In Jesus Christ we pray, amen, amen, and amen. Would you give the Lord a big shout? Would you give the Lord a big roar? Come on, would you give the Lord a big shout? A big roar? Come on, would you give the Lord a big shout? children's program on next week. Pastor Jeremy has a word. He'll be sharing it with you. Could you hug the neighbor that's next to you? We're dismissed. God bless you.